I like to comment to the band when they walk off, and here's what I just told them. You guys slayed it. You killed it. Come on, can we just show some honor right now? Woo! I am a sweaty mess right now. Can't wait to hug you after this service. That's gonna be awesome, awesome. Anybody feel like you need an oxygen tank right now? Whew, I thought it was just me, a little out of shape. That's all right, man, it is so good. My wife leaned over and said, anybody can preach after this, so don't screw it up. So uh, no pressure there, right? Man, it is so good. How'd you like that new song? <laughs> I think the next time we sing that, we need to have medical staff on hand in case uh, somebody's just awesome. But aren't you thankful for the love of Jesus Christ, amen? Aren't you thankful? Hey, aren't you thankful that he didn't give up pursuing you, right? Man, he never stops. Never stops. And I love that last song. I'm going to sing until my voice won't let me. Until I bring my... Hey, some of y'all, this is practice for heaven. You know that, right? Because this is what we're going to do. We're going to sing for eternity. And so I'd hate for you to feel out of place and, and, and sound a little off. So why don't we just practice while we're here on earth? Amen? Because we're going to sing for eternity one day. And it is going to be awesome. Awesome. My mind, my, my mind goes places at various points and random times like right now and uh the weirdest moments and and, and I just as we were singing I'm singing but in my mind I, I, I like to think I'm a multitasker I'm singing one thing but I'm thinking another thing and I, I went back to an old song that we used to sing that says sing the wondrous love of Jesus sing his mercy and his grace in the mansions bright and blessed He'll prepare for us a place. And then come on, Joe Holt, when we all, when we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing that will be. Come on, when we all see Jesus, we'll sing and shout the victory. Come on. You know that's some. That's, hey, we need the Gaither Vocal Band to show up here one Sunday and just some old-time Southern Gospel hoot nanny just sing. Shuck the corn. We just, man, you guys, awesome. People that are watching online don't have a clue what they're tuned into right now. Listen, we are trained professionals. I want you to know that. And it is awesome. But the spirit of the Lord is so thick in this place today. We pray that. I pray every Sunday morning with a group of men in my office. And we prayed that today, that the Holy Spirit would just blow through this house shake these rafters, that every person present here today or even watching us online would know that you're in the presence of something greater than you, amen? Hey, let's be honest. We have a high view of ourselves, don't we? Some of y'all think of yourselves more highly than you should. That's all right, that's all right. I want you to know that, that you pale in comparison to the one that is present with us today. His name is Jesus Christ and his spirit is here. And if you will allow him today, here's the deal, he can wreck and change your life in a good way, Amen. Come on, anybody know the difference that Jesus makes in somebody's life? Come on. Hey, you better come and go with me right now. This is all natural today. I've not drank or smoked anything. It is his real deal, Holy Spirit infused right now. And uh, we've already had church this morning, and I sure would hate for this crowd to let us down in the second hour. Amen? Woo, it is so good. Man, y'all ready for me to preach? That's kind of the warm-up. I like to just kind of test the crowd, see what's happening out there. And uh, some of you guys need an extra shot of coffee uh, or you just need to wake up or something. Just wet willy somebody next to you right now. Make sure they're awake and ready, ready to roll. I want us to pray. That's probably a good thing right now, isn't it? 
Brad, I ought to pray right now. Let's just pray right now. Lord Jesus, thank you for being a God that's worth talking about and singing about. And Lord, we can raise our voices unashamed because our God reigns. Our God is the one true God. He, he, there is no one like him. There are a lot of posers in our culture today, but there is no one like our God. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You are the one true king and you will reign forever. You are the only king forever. Almighty God, we lift you higher. We lift you higher forevermore. You are victorious because you're victorious. The victory is ours as well, right? If God is for us, who can be against us? Nothing can separate us from your love. Our God is greater than any others. And God, I'm so thankful that I have tasted and seen that you are good. Holy Spirit, thank you for being present with us today. And we pray that you would just blow through this room. Ooh, that there be no mistaking when we leave here today that we have been in the presence of the Almighty God. Is that your desire today, church? Lord, we long for more of you. We don't just need to sing some songs today. We don't just need to, to, to look at some, some, some verses from Scripture today, although those things are great. But God, more importantly, we need to be touched and changed today, right? Wow, anybody want that today? Lord, change us. Just tell them that right now. Lord, just change me. I want to experience your presence today in a fresh and new and exciting way. I want to leave here differently. Just tell them that right now. I'm telling you, that's what he desires to do in your life, but you've got to be willing for that. Lord, change me. Change us, Lord. Lord, would you shake this building, awaken it to a new reality as to who you are. And God, the calling that you have for us as a congregation. God, we're ready. We're ready. Lord, I know that you're not just doing a great work in this building today. Right now, your spirit is loosed all around the hill country. And God, today, I want to pray especially for another church here in our community, City Hills Church. Lord, today, they celebrate one-year anniversary. And Lord, I want to thank you for Pastor Mitch Rose and for, for, for stepping out and, and launching a new work here in our community, a work that's making it hard for the devil because people's lives are being changed. And Father, we pray a blessing over that congregation today. Lord, we thank you for this first year, but I'm praying that in year two, they would be doubly blessed. That, Lord, everything would incre increase at least twofold this coming year. That there would be greater vision and wisdom that you download into Pastor Mitch. That more people would fill that auditorium. That finances would not be a hindrance or a blessing. God, that, the, that, that, that your spirit would just be loosed in even greater ways. In year number two, Lord, we believe and we know that you're not finished here in the hill country. We know that there are people that are still far from you that need to know the difference that Jesus can make in someone's life. And so, Father, I thank you for churches like City Hills that are partnering with us in the kingdom of God to make your name famous. Mm, so good. Holy Spirit, do a great work. Move in this room in a mighty way. I thank you for everyone that's here. Thank you for those that are watching online. And Father, we just pray that what happens would continue to delight your soul. I pray that what you hear would uh, bring a smile to your face today. And God, I pray that when you look down upon this body, that you would have confidence in us, Father, to go out and to tell your story, making a difference for the kingdom. 
Because that's why we're here. You know that, church, right? We are here to advance the kingdom of God. Not our church, not our agenda, but the kingdom. The kingdom. And so, Father, I pray that you would continue to fill us and work through us, all for your glory. In Jesus' name, everybody said Amen. 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 Hey, I just have a question for those of you that are watching online. So like when we pray like that, do y'all close your eyes or do you still just watch us? Yeah. I'm just kidding. You don't have to close your eyes. And so uh, anyway, hey, what about you guys that are here? Are y'all closing your eyes or are you watching to see if I'm reading it out of a book or something? That's the real deal. I pray all natural around here. Amen. Praise Jesus. Hey, we started a series last week entitled Influence, right? Influence. How many of you were here last week? Round of applause. Okay. You. For those of you that weren't here, I want you to stand up and come to the front right now. No, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. If you missed it last week, though, we do hope that maybe you'll hit our website this week and listen to, to our first message in this series entitled Influence because it kind of sets the tone. It, it kind of uh, uh, launches us on this, this journey towards influence. Influence is kind of the word for the year that we have. I know you're saying this is, bro, it's like the third day of fall. Is that Happy fall, y'all. Welcome. It's like 91 degrees. Praise Jesus. Glory. Um, can't wait for Christmas. It'll be 85. It'll be awesome. Winter. Um, but um, I don't know what I was saying. But if, oh, if you missed it, influence is the word for us this year. And everything that we're going to uh, journey towards over the next 12 months this word influence has shaped our thinking. Now, we are still a church that is about finding and restoring. That is our vision for 1910 Church. We believe that God has planted us here in the hill country and sends us around the world to take the name of Jesus to people who don't know him, to introduce them to him, but then grow them into full-fledged followers of Jesus Christ. He said, we're called to make disciples, not converts. You know that, right? And that's our role as a church is to mature people and raise them up. And we take that serious here at 1910 Church. But this word influence has kind of become a missional uh, approach for us this next year. In all of our areas of ministry, we're going to be challenging you. Hey, how can we use our influence for good? You know that influence can be bad as well, right? Hey, how many of you right now got some bad influencers in your life? Let me see. Come on. Yeah, the rest of you are lying too because we probably all, if you watch TV, mm-mm. Des Bryant, bad influence, right? Bad influence. Or if you're not careful, the things we listen to, if you're not careful, did you know that even maybe some of the people that you hang out with can be a negative, bad influence in your life? Influence can go two ways, can't it? Good or bad. Well, we're not, we're not about bad influence. We want to be about the good stuff. And so over the next several weeks, we're going to be preaching specifically about this from the platform but you're going to be seeing and being challenged with this all across every area of ministry within our church. That word influence, we unpacked it a little bit last week. Influence is the power to have an important effect on someone or something. If, if, if something or someone influences you or something else, listen, it begins to change the way that that person or that thing thinks and acts. You probably, as we challenge you, you, you probably can think of some influencers in your life right now. People that have molded you and shaped you. Maybe it was a teacher. Maybe it was a mom or dad. Maybe it was a coach. Maybe it was a pastor. Maybe, but, but there's somebody that has had an influence or has shaped who you are, right? And, and, and a lot of times it's, it's, it's maybe in an indirect way. 
But nonetheless, when you influence something, you change the way that that thing or person thinks or acts. Now listen, is there not any other greater challenge for what the church is supposed to be about? We we are called to be influencers with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Are you with me today? Just as somebody over the course of your lifetime took the time to explain to you, maybe to unpack some of the, the differences and truths about who Jesus is and what he can do in your life. Listen, we are also called to go and do the same. We talked about last week that, that, that we're, 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 this is not the end all for us as the body of Christ. That, that we are to get out of this. We, we talked about this kind of being a, a shaker Salt shaker. We talked about salt and light last week. Remember that? And we talked about how, how salt is, is, is meant to be shaken out of its shaker. It's no good within that container, but salt is salt, and oh, it makes life better whenever it's shaken out and spread. Correct? And just as that illustration that Jesus said in Matthew chapter 5, we are also the body of Christ meant to get out of this shaker and go shake ourselves influence our communities with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Are you with me so far? Okay, um, that's what we're for. But listen, here, here's what I've also come to understand. We talked about this last week, that in order for us to go and influence, we've got to be willing to go and engage. You cannot influence a culture from outside. You must go in. Salt in its shaker does no good, but when it comes out and it, it, it makes itself present on on those french fries come on somebody man it it really makes things better and i'm telling you there's a lot of influencers in this room right now there are a lot of influencers that are watching us online right now and and listen in order for you to influence you've got to be willing to engage you've got to be willing to step out you've got to be willing to go into a culture listen it's time for us to just stop praying about it it's time for us to stop just praying for for breakthrough or for other things to happen listen i believe that the spirit of god today is telling me to tell you this listen it's time for you to engage It's time for you to get out and to go in. There's nothing wrong with prayer. I pray, and prayer is a big deal. But I think for far too long, all we've done is we've just prayed for for, for God to move. And I just think that God is saying, hey, why don't you be the answer to that prayer? Why don't you go in my power and strength? Listen, I am with you. And if God is for us, who can be against us, right? Right? You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you shall be my witnesses. Listen, listen, we go in the power of the Spirit. But for some of us, I think we've just, we're just gonna pray about it. Listen, you don't need to pray about going and telling someone about Jesus. That prayer is already an answer for you and it is yes and go. That's it. That's it. And so it's time for us to engage so influence, good or bad. Now I threw this question out last week, kind of foaming the runway for today, but I wanna, I wanna launch it out there for us today because I think it's huge. But, but here's the question I have for you. Who or what influences you? Who or what influences you? Now remember, just as we are being called to be an influence on things and people around us, listen, 
Listen, let's be honest. There, there are other people around us and, and things in our culture that are influencing us as well, right? Shaping us, molding us, and, and we're, we, we, we begin to think like those things. And, and we don't think they're having an, an influence on us. We, we, we don't think that television has an, an influence on us or the music we listen to. Oh, I'm just, I just like the beat. Or, or hey, that person that I run with, they're not having an influence on me, you know. And if we're not careful, if we're not careful, you need to know that there is an enemy that is out to detour you. He, he, he's out to, to, Scripture says, to steal, kill, and destroy you. And you need to know that as we talk about going out and influence, as we talk about entering into a culture to change it with the good news of Jesus, you need to know that there's an enemy of darkness that's going to try to stop us. And he's going to try to wiggle his way into your life in some form or fashion. Listen, listen. Has, the, has, has Satan ever popped in your life holding a pitchfork with a pointy tail and say, hey, I'm Satan, I'm here to take you down? No. It's subtle, isn't it? It's subtle. It's small choices that we make that go against God's truth. And we, we slowly migrate away. But I'm just telling you, as, I, as we're challenging you guys to be influenced, you need to know that there is the prince of darkness, an enemy that is trying to stop us. And he's going to start chirping in your ear and telling you things. In fact, for some of you right now, he wants you to know, hey, listen, he's not talking about you. You ain't got nothing to contribute for good. And he's chirping that. Somebody... You, you, you know what we've done together? You're too bad. There's no way. And he's chirping. Listen, come on. Don't listen to that voice. You listen to the voice of the one who created you. He says, I love you, and I've got a plan and a purpose for your life. My love for you never ends, and I'm going to pursue you. Even when you're not pursuing me, listen, I'm not done with you. Come on, let's go. Let's go. That's the voice you need. That's the voice you need. But who or what is influencing you? As I take a survey of our culture today, I, I, I see that, that in our culture today that it's, it's, it's not so much what you know or who you know, but in our culture today, it seems to be what you look like. It's, it, our culture today is about image, isn't it? it, it it's about image. Our world is driven by image. Television, the, 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 the cinema, Magazines that we look at, celebrities that, 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 that we, we, we see on the big screen or, or walking around. Listen, it all exists and it all revolves around this word image. In fact, to me these days, it, it, it seems that people are not famous any longer for, for any influential position or role. But, but people are famous today for being famous. They're, they're well known because they're well known. An overnight YouTube sensation. Some teenager in Yorba Linda, California posts a, a YouTube video and all of a sudden, boom, huge. Reality television. Listen, you don't know any of those contestants before they're on fill in the blank of what you watch. You don't know them or their story. But as you begin to watch, the, the, they become famous and well-known and we begin to know them by their first name. You, you, you learn that, that they've got some dance moves as they practice those things. And I always love to watch who are the new stars going to be. I don't know them, but I feel like I, we become family just by watching the show for 16 weeks. People today, it's about image. 
And it seems like you're well-known these days, not because of an influential role or position that you hold. You're just well-known because your, 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 your well-image is everything. I remember when I was a kid growing up, there was, a, there was a tennis star by the name of Andre Agassi. Anybody know Andre Agassi? Round of, a, of applause. Yeah, Andre had that long mullet. It was long, wasn't it? Show of hands right now. How many of you dudes ever wore mullet? Robert, <laughs> kids everywhere started wearing mullet. We put the old school headband on because that's what Andre did. And he's, Andre, I never forget, there was a commercial. He started promoting Canon cameras. Remember that? And you remember the quote? Remember the tagline? He'd, he'd hit a, ah! And he'd go, image is everything. And man, just wanted to be like Andre. If I could be like Mike, right? Remember that? Image is everything. Let me just kind of burst your bubble a little bit today when it comes to image. God hates image. Rewind the tape and say it again. God hates image. In fact, in the second book of the Bible, we find 10 commandments that he gives the children of Israel. And do you remember what the very first of those 10 commandments said? Do not worship any other gods besides me. And do you know what the second commandment was? Do not make idols or images of any kind. You must never worship or bow down to them. Images. God hates images. When the people of Israel created and worshiped an image in the wilderness, God became so angry. He became so, he threatened to destroy them. Remember that? Praise God for Moses. Said, hey, God, listen, whoa, whoa. Hey, God, let me, please use me. Let me go speak on behalf. Let me see if I can. But God was so angry because an image had been created. We know that Jesus appeared to to three teenage boys one day in in a fiery furnace. Their names were Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. I know that those aren't popular names today, but back in the day they meant something. But these three men meet Jesus in a furnace. Why not in the bedroom or why not in in the local restaurant? Why in a furnace? Well, because they've been put there because what did they do? They refused to bow down to an, an image. Remember Nebuchadnezzar crafted this image? And when the trumpets blow, everybody better bow down. Oh, we're not going to Nebuchadnezzar. We're three cocky teenagers. Don't you love cocky teenagers? How many of you were one? Come on. Yeah, you were. You need to remind yourself before you go ballistic on your kid what you were like back in the day. Amen? Yeah, some of you going, oh, yeah. Yeah, we're going to have an altar call at the end today. You come repent. You lay that mess at the altar. These three teenagers say, we're not going to bow down. While he walked this earth, did Jesus himself not criticize a religious group of people known as the Pharisees because of their their image? Look what he says in Matthew chapter 23, verse 28. He said to them, outwardly, you look like righteous people, but inwardly, your hearts are filled with hypocrisy and lawlessness. You look good on the outside, but I know your inside. And it's filled with hypocrisy. It's filled with, your robes are regal. 
Your hair is perfect. You smell incredible. Your sandals are shiny, but inside. See, they were about the image. They thought they could pull one over on people. They, they, they thought that they could just kind of masquerade and, and hide behind an image to make them look like they had it all together and that they were holy. I know that would never happen in our culture today. I know that no one would gather in a place of worship today and, and look like they're all kept and put together and things are great and, and, and they're the king of the hill and, and, and life is great. The kids love each other and marriage is rock solid. I know that, that no one would ever would try to pull one over on us that deep down inside their life is a mess right now. And they're hurting. And they're struggling. Image. We try to keep an image up, don't we? It's not about image. See, on the other hand, here's what Jesus came and he did back in the day. Jesus implored people to be an influence. Jesus said, as we looked at last week in Matthew chapter 5, he said that we are the light of the world. He said we're the salt of the earth. You see, the light of our influence makes life a better place for other people. As we get out of this salt shaker and begin to season People's lives around us. I'm telling you, we, we bring out the God flavors in this world. As we light our light and put it on a stand for it to, to illuminate the darkness, I'm telling you, we bring out the God colors of the world. We are to be an influence that makes life for others better. Are you with me today? Let me ask you a question. How many of you were here last week? Round of applause. Okay, those of you that are clapping... Stop. How are you salt and light this week? You heard the message. What'd you do with it? Did, did you go out and season anybody this week? Hey, did you go out and let the light of Christ shine this week? And remember what it says in verse 16 of Matthew 5, not for your glory, but that others might see your father who's in heaven. Did you do that this week? Did you season some lives around you for good, for the father's good? Did you let your light shine before men so that they could see your Father in heaven? Did you? I hope so, because if not, I wasted a week of study and preaching last week. We're called to be salt and light. In the book of Acts, we find that David influenced his generation, it says. We read about guys like Paul and Silas who, who turned the world upside down. You can read in the Old Testament about Esther. Esther saved a nation. You read how Jesus Christ saved the world. You know what the common denominator is in all of these people's lives? It's this word, influence. They used their influence to change the culture around them. Here we go. We were created for influence, not image. We were created for influence, not image. But we're eat up with image, aren't we? We're eat up with image. I know I'm not talking to anybody here because you're, you're, in, you're in worship this morning. But as I look at so many others, it's about where you live. It's about what you drive. Square footage, how many acres. It's about what your kids are involved in and participate in. It's about that trophy. It's about your career. It's about how many likes on Facebook or social media you have. And so many people, are you, are you seeing one? 
they're caught up with image. But yet, guys, we're called to influence. We're called to influence. But can we escape image? I mean, can, can, can you really escape image? I mean, after all, it's not our world one of image. I mean, when you read in scripture, what, wasn't, the, was, wasn't the earth formed in the image of heaven? Are, are we not created in the image of, of God? Image is, is, is everywhere. Did, did you know that even Jesus had image, had an image? Did you know that? What, what, do we, what was his image? Well, we know that he healed the sick. We know that he cast out demons. We, we know that blind people could, could see again when they came to him. We, we, we know that Jesus was known as one. He was the friend of sinners. That was his image. He hung out with prostitutes and tax collectors. We know that Jesus loved children. We know that he butted heads with the Pharisees, right? And we know that even after a long day of preaching, he was even known to throw a big potluck every once in a while, right? We know that about him. That was his image. We know that compassion and love were always present in anything that Jesus did, right? He had an image. He was known for something. We also know that this image that Christ had did, or that he had though, was, 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 was not popular back in his day. It wasn't vogue to act and treat people and do the things that, that Jesus did. But we know that time and time again, why did Jesus do these things? What was his purpose? His purpose was to reflect who his father in heaven was. In fact, remember what it says in John chapter 14, Jesus says, anyone who has seen me has seen the father. Uh-oh, hey, could you be accused of that? Oh, he went there. Yeah, he did. It, when other people look at your life, would they confuse you or as someone who's been with Jesus or through what they see in your life, the image you're portraying, would they get a clearer picture as to who God is? Wow. In fact, did Jesus not declare also in Matthew chapter 5, verse 48? He says, hey, listen, you're to be perfect even as your Father in heaven is perfect. Oh. Don't you just wish there were parts of the Bible that weren't in there? It's hard, isn't it? Because people cut me off in traffic too. But because my church has 1910 church all over, I'm supposed to say, bless you, sinner. You know? And I get mad. I get mad. And my wife cusses at me. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. She doesn't. I'm available for lunch today if anybody has an opening at your table. Sorry, honey, it was the ADHD moment. But image, I love this. Be perfect, even as your Father in heaven is perfect. See, when I think of Jesus, his image did not change with fads or fashions. Instead, it changed from glory to glory. The image of Jesus Christ, it attracted a following, didn't it? Crowds would, would bring their sick to be healed. Many people loved to hear his teaching. Rich people, poor people, tax collectors, prostitutes, tax, uh, fishermen. I mean, they, they all gathered. They loved to hear him teach. Men, women, he spoke to children and they got it. They all were attracted to his image. 
Were there not thousands of people that lined the streets one day singing, Hosanna, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. See, they loved his image. But when that image hung on the cross, no one was there to be seen. When that image was crucified, it was crucified alone. Even his closest disciples refused to die with an image. They bailed because of that image. Ah, but years later, they would give their lives for the influence. They would die for the influence. You see, church, we live for influence. We don't live for an image. We live for influence. Permission to speak freely? <laughs> like I haven't been, but it's kind of a warning when I say that. There are so many people gathered in places of worship today that are living for an image. They're living for the image of Jesus. We like Jesus, don't we? We like what Jesus did and what he stands for. Jesus is still all right. There's an old rock song that talks about that, right? He's still all right. People like Jesus, but when it comes to being an influence for Jesus or when it comes to truly living for Jesus, woo, that's where we stop. We like the image. We like what he stood for. Great. Go and do likewise. Oh. And we give him a Heisman, don't we? We push him back. There are a lot of people gathered in places of worship today that are into the image of Jesus Christ. They're just not into the change that he brings. They're not into the lifestyle that he calls them to go and live. Salt and light, great illustration, big guy. But listen, uh-uh, I'm not willing, I'm not willing to do that. We're into an image, aren't we? But yet we're called to influence. And so that's the question I have for you. Is which one of these are you going to choose today? Are you going to choose image? Or will you choose Influence. Let me just continue to kind of differentiate a little bit for you. Image lasts a lifetime, if that. But influence lasts for eternity. Image lasts for a lifetime. But influence lasts for eternity. Listen, when you chase after image, your life is going to be empty. It's going to be, uh, you're going to be selfish. You, you, you will not have any priorities. But when you chase influence, that's when I think you're going to fulfill your destiny. You're called to be an influence. Stop chasing image. Image is what we see. Did the Apostle Paul not say that what we see is temporary? Right? It's temporary. Image is temporary. But influence is eternal. 
We had an opportunity in, the, in our first gathering today. We, we prayed over and dedicated, gosh, it seemed like 212 kids today. <laughs> Little kids who, 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 who can't take care of themselves so well yet. And praise God for parents that are still pouring into and helping. We prayed over those parents. But, but, but here's what I prayed and here's what I believe. As I looked at those kids today, and we have some of the best looking kids in this church, I'm telling you, man. No ugly kids here. They're all good looking. Just kidding. That, that didn't sound right. Some of them go, what did he say? I, oh, you know my heart. But I saw up there influencers. I saw world changers. Although they're one or two. There was a four-year-old picking his nose. But I saw, I saw potential. The world changer there. And that's why we do what we do. I, I may not ever get to see these kids grow up and, and earn whatever or, or, or see them achieve stardom. What, but here's what, hopefully the things that, that they're hearing and experiencing here is going to influence them for eternity. You see what I'm saying? There are going to be people in heaven that you never knew. But yet, hopefully somehow your life has had an influence on their lives and the re, you're the reason they're there today in heaven. Influence is eternal. Image is temporary. In the book of Ephesians, I believe chapter 3, verse 20, it says that God wants to do far and above all we could ever ask or imagine. Listen, when you can't imagine it, that's influence. That's influence. So what are you chasing after today? Image or influence? But what is it that's influencing you today? What is it? Well, before I let you guys loose, I, I, I just want to share with you what I believe the greatest influence in a person's life is. You see, I believe there's no greater influence in an individual's life than God. Yeah, I'm a Pastor, we're in church, and you would expect to hear that, right? But I really believe that. Even the people that I've been thinking through over the last couple of weeks that have been most influential in my life were people that were godly people. I've had some ungodly people influence me as well, but what has shaped and molded me who I am today comes from people that have been used by God. And I don't know today, when, when I asked that question about 20 minutes ago, what's influence? I don't know where you landed. Is it TV? Is it a celebrity? Is it status? Is it what? I don't know where you're being. But, but listen, I believe there's no greater influence in an individual's life than God. In fact, I would just tell you this for those of you that are, that are here and listening. Listen, it is in him that we find everything we need to love this life we live. Did you know that? It's in him we find everything we need to love this life that we live. It's not found in what the world is dangling in front of us. And the world dangles lots of carrots, correct? And let's be honest. Some of us have chased those carrots, haven't we? Some of, some of us have even taken a bite or two only to find that it might have just been a temporary satisfaction. I'm just telling you, the things of God are eternal. 
And it is in him that we find everything we need to live this life. Hey, did you know that in his word, his word tells us how we should think and act? So today, if, if, if you're sitting and saying, you know, dead government, I, I, I want to be influenced by something good. Great. Turn to the Bible. Because in the Bible, you're going to find everything you need to know on how to live and to act. See, you, 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 you just thought it was an old, antiquated book that's irrelevant for our culture today. No, no. Hey, just, just read the book of Proverbs, talking about wise living and foolish living. Just, just, just look at that. It'll jack you up. It'll be good. But it's in his word. We find everything we need, how we should think and act. The Holy Spirit, we, we, we prayed for the Spirit. You know that it's the Holy Spirit of God that's present here, and, and the Holy Spirit guides us. You, you, you know that the Holy Spirit is what, what encourages us in life. You, you know that it's the Holy Spirit of God that, that even assists us to see life with an eternal perspective. It's the Holy Spirit of God that's loosed. It's the Holy Spirit of God that you have the potential to, to have come and ooh, just overtake you to help you live this life. And church, I know church gets a bad rap today because for whatever reason, some are valid, some are just stupid. And we make excuses for our, our disobedience. I'm just gonna be honest. Don't blame it on someone else. Don't blame it, but... Claim your own mess. But this thing called the church is not perfect because it's made up of broken people, jacked up people. But this ought to be a place that we grow. This ought to be a place in which you're introduced to who Jesus is. It ought to be a place where you can unite and be loved and accepted, not because of the image you portray, but just because you are a child of God. If you've not completely dove in and plugged in here, man, you're missing out. We, we, we heard about groups that have already started. And if you're not plugged into a Bible study or a group, man, you're missing out on something that God created. God created this. Don't you be mad at the church because God loves the church. He created this to help you grow, mature, be a part of a mission and a calling. Unite with other people to go make a difference. We got a group of guys right now down in Rockport serving this weekend. We, you guys know that since Harvey, we've had a group of people going to either the Corpus Rockport area, Houston, Beaumont. We've had a group going every week. We got a group of guys down there right now. Come on, somebody. I think we can, can just listen. That's what we're a part of. That's what we're a part of. We go and make a difference. And it's so good to be a part of, of a group that's making an eternal difference what the church is for God and his kingdom that's what should be shaping and influencing our lives and, and listen listen if you're new here you need to know something about listen this this is not for our glory our, our, our singing is not for our glory well listen this is all for the glory of God let your light shine before men that they may see your good works but glorify your father in heaven Matthew 5 16 it's what we're all about for the glory of God. And so listen, today, could I challenge us with something? Let's stop being concerned with image. In fact, can we just get a little crazy? 
<laughs> Y'all going, that's not crazy. Can, can we just get a little, let, let's stop being concerned with image. Let's stop being concerned with what people think or what they're gonna say about us. And can we just start being identified as men and women that have been with Jesus? And can we just start living life like we are eat up with the spirit of a living God within us? Can we start living that way? And I'm telling you, living that way is not like this. It's not. Man, forget image. Is your life creating influence with eternal ramifications? Or are you just living for image that's going to be blown over quicker than you can ever imagine? You see, influence is about what you know and who you know. Influence is about what you know and who you know. It has nothing to do with what you look like. So church, let's choose to be influence. Can we do that? Let's choose to be influence. I wanna ask you to stand today, if you would please, and our ministry team comes to make themselves available. You guys have been awesome, thank you. Well, listen, I know that in a room this size, or I know that with people that are watching, you guys know we have, we have over 100, we're averaging over 100 different sites of people that are watching online. So thank you guys for dialing in. If you're ever in the Bernie area, we'd love to have you live and in person with us and, and let you kind of see some of these other jacked up people that I get to look at every week. It's awesome. But um, we're glad that you tuned in. I'm glad that you guys have listened well today. But I know that in a room this size with people listening, that there's a good chance that there's someone here that, that has never, ever allowed Jesus Christ to truly come in and take over your life. And maybe for whatever, maybe one of the reasons is because you're just afraid. But maybe you're afraid of the image of, of what a Christian looks like, that it's wimpy, you can't have stuff and you have to go to Africa once a year on a mission trip, <laughs> right? Um, and, and for whatever reason, you're afraid of maybe what your friends are gonna say. Uh, you're, 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 you're afraid of what label. I, I'm just telling you, stop living for image. Stop it. It's not gonna get you anywhere. But why don't you just surrender today to the one who gave his life for you? And, and I'm just wondering for those of us that have tasted and seen that the Lord is good. Hey, today, can we, will we just make a decision that we're gonna start really living for him and influencing others with the gospel of Jesus. We're, we're tired of just gathering together, hearing another great rousing sermon, and it was awesome. But we're really gonna take it, and we're gonna go live it. We're gonna apply it. We're gonna go live this. Why? Well, that's what we're called to do. To be honest, there are other people that need the Jesus you have. Our ministry team is here today. Raleen, you'd, not, you'd love nothing better than to be able to pray with someone about Jesus or maybe something they're going through today, would you? Michael James, wouldn't it be great? Maybe there's someone here. I know that you've got a bad, a bad shoulder right now. 
There might be somebody else here today that's battling some sort of physical ailment or whatever. Hey, here's what we believe. We're crazy at 1910. We, we believe that the things that we read in scripture can still happen today. We, we believe that people that are hurting or sick or, or ill can still be healed. <laughs> Not by man, but by the power of the Holy Spirit at work. Amen? God heals people. People don't. God does. And maybe you're here today and you're just carrying something. Listen, that's why we're here. Hey, maybe this week you've got something that you're facing that you're dreading, you're not looking forward to. Maybe there's a court date for somebody here this week. Ooh. Am I talking to anybody? Maybe you just need some prayer over something right now. That's why we're here. I'm going to pray and dismiss us. Man, if we can come alongside of you and encourage you, that's why we're here. So Holy Spirit, thank you for being about life change. You change people. You move. And you do things that we can never dream of or imagine. And I'm praying that right now. I'm praying for that man in this room who is too prideful to say, I'm not going to give my life to Jesus. I've done pretty good these whatever years I've been living. No one's going to tell me what to do. I pray for that man right now. Holy Spirit, just wreck his life. Break him, Father, that pride. He would surrender to you, Jesus. Pray for that person here today that's hurting physically. There's an ailment, something that's overtaken them, God, in which you, I believe, want to deliver them from. I'm praying that they would understand, Woo, Jehovah Rapha's here right now, the God who heals. For that person who's going through a difficult time or there's something that they're already dreading this week, I pray, oh, God, that they would know that you want to walk right beside them this week. And you say that if they would just trust in you, lean not on their own understanding, acknowledge you, you're going to make that path straight. You'll be with them in the midst of it. God, I pray that we'd leave here ready to go influence a community in need. All for your glory. It's in Jesus' name. Everybody in this house said, amen. Thank you, guys. You're dismissed.